You ready? Here we go. Yeah. I'm gonna count you in. Okay. You gotta be ready. You gotta be ready to go. I am. Here we go. Do I sound? Do ready? I sound good? You sound so good. Thank you. Here we go. You ready? You ready? You ready? Get ready. Yeah. Here we I'm go. Ready. Five, four, three, two, one. Mental sync. Let's go. I'm overstimulated. Expect the long-awaited evolution of my brain. But if mentally we synchronize, despite what we despise, there's a chance that maybe I won't go insane. Hi, friends. Hi, everybody. Oh. Welcome to Mental Sync. Welcome to Mental Sync. It's the only show where I never let Emily relax and I, I will <laughs> throw a million things at her all at once uh, for sake of chaos. It's gotta, great. Gotta keep it That's interesting. That's why we like it. Um, this is also the show where I make cups on demand. <laughs> Emily made that cup. Look at that. We were going to sit down to record and I was like, hey, let's try it. I got stuff going on. I got to pack because I'm going on a trip and I got I got people that are going to come say goodbye and I gotta see them for like two to three p.m. So we gotta make sure that we're logged on and recording for like one. And we were both like, "Yeah, absolutely." And then I hit one, and Emily's like, "Wait, I had a project idea," <laughs> <laughs> and put together that cup in like five minutes, and it was incredible and absolutely worth it. Look at that shit. Look at that and mental. You sink. can't tell on camera, but again, it is sparkly. It is sparkly. I also can't tell, and I'm taking Emily's word for it. But uh, I've learned to trust her. I, I think we can just believe her that it is. And I've also learned Emily doesn't that- joke about sparkles. No, never. No, never. never, never. Would never do that. <laughs> so serious. But what are we going to talk so about today? I don't know. Cool. Let's find out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we, <laughs> we've got the little wheel here. Oh, I got to make it so that I'm recording the wheel. What's the command shift five? Do you have then... a note up there? <laughs> no, I remember. <laughs> Command Shift Five to start recording. That was so funny. Anyway, <laughs> I can't remember everything. I have a big brain, but it's like only so big for so much information. <laughs> That's I gotta one put of the sticky that, notes around. That one just notes. doesn't fit in there. That one doesn't fit in there. No. That's okay. I'm working on it. All right, John. Um, I'm recording. We've got this little wheel. Look at our wheel. We, it turns out we can change the colors, so they're not fucking gross looking <laughs> i love them you know what we should do spin that wheel here we go one two three spin that wheel we're gonna see what emily and john are gonna talk about today once we spin the wheel so here we go yeah and <laughs> <laughs> this is I'm excited. Dominating um, conversation. Yeah. We were, this is the one we were that we just were talking, talking about, about this. That we were talking about potentially doing. Uh, Emily, why don't you start us off with a little story? <laughs> okay. So um, sometimes I dominate all the conversations. I really can relate to that. We do- I dominate conversations pretty much all the Me time. Me too. Like, I don't really mean to when, dominate conversations. No, we both are really good at... It can at, be kind of like, tough because sometimes people think that I'm just like not listening and that's not right, the reality. Right, right. But like what they really don't understand is that we have like so many thoughts like this way. It can like, be really way, difficult then... to communicate. <laughs> Yeah, if you listen to any of our episodes, you know that that's exactly what they sound yeah, like. That's super, yeah, that's not an exaggeration uh, in the slightest. I should talk in the microphone probably, but I got to plug back Maybe. in. I, I, got a, I got a little uh, battery that I'm charging for my heat, my heated jacket because I work outside. <laughs> Wait, um, does that increase your risk of being like lit on fire? 
Oh, I'm sure. I mean, <laughs> well, that depends on the question. If you're asking me, is it likely that I will catch on fire? Probably not. Does it increase the risk from yeah. wearing a jacket that does not have an electric battery <laughs> inside it in the rain? Yeah. It's cool. definitely a higher risk. But I'm sure it's only like... 12, I'm sure it's fine. 12%. <clears throat> yeah. So I'm going to just dominate the conversation right now. Dominate it. And um, so, John, um, you want to hear my experience about dominating the conversation? Or do you want to take over and talk about how you <laughs> dominate conversations too? <laughs> Which I'll one would we go. like? I'll let you go first. Okay. So um, I have a very hard time being quiet when other people are talking. Because oh, my, my God. Same. First of all, sorry. No, no, no. It's okay. You got it. <laughs> this is going to be the whole episode, I swear. I know. Um, because I tend to have th- 7,000 thoughts at once. And so if you're telling me something that I'm like actively engaging in, <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm thinking about all these responses and all these ideas and all these other things all at once, everything everywhere all at once. And then I just can't help but hold it in because I don't want to forget about it because my ADHD doesn't allow me to remember what I was thinking about 10 minutes later. So I have to sometimes, I'm like, wait, I don't mean to interrupt you, but I'm having this thought and I need to tell you about it because (laughs) I'll forget about it. It is so time sensitive and I won't like, so that's, that's, so it's very much an ADHD thing as we both know. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think it's so interesting how it, it definitely comes from like, it's time sensitive in the sense where I'm going to forget about this. Mm-hmm. And also, I'm not able to stop thinking about it until I get the thought out. So I'm not going to be a good listener. Literally, I can't. And that's sometimes... not an excuse because it's still like rude. It's yeah. still, you know, but it's something that I think you and I have both very much had to work on. But the good thing is because you and I both have this, you and I definitely both have this problem. Uh, I don't think it's ever affected our personal relationship no. because we will both just jump from tangent to tangent as mm-hmm. uh, we now Literally have just happened. hours and hours of video of evidence of mm-hmm. happening. Yes. Um, but yeah, it's definitely when, when you're friends with people that don't, that aren't the same way, it can, it's something that you have to be very conscious of because mm-hmm. it can be super rude um it's i feel very bad about it and it's something that i've tried and i know you have tried to like just work very hard on because it's man we just got a lot of fucking shit going on up in here it's a lot of and that's what i try to explain because like victor gets frustrated with me because i'll like yeah you know interrupt him mid-thought and he'll always then get kind of, like, discouraged because he's, like, trying to finish something he's excited about. And I'm always like, I'm really not trying to be like this. I just can't help it because I want to talk about this with you. And I can't help but, like, think about yeah. these things. And I've had to explain to him, like, early on in our relationship, again, that it... And still, he understands, but I think it's still frustrating. I mean, it's frustrating for anyone. Yeah, well, that's... People understand. But, yeah, no, it's... it's Yeah, continue. <laughs> Um, but so the other day, actually, he was telling me something and I was like, oh, do you remember because it was about his car and I was then thinking about how my car needs new tires because they're basically bald and it's winter in Boston. And, um, I literally get in my car and I start singing the dumb ways to die theme song as I'm like driving. <laughs> I'm like, dumb ways to die <laughs> so, like, driving down the road. Um, 
But so he was telling me something about his car and he was like, oh, and they fixed this and did blah, 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 blah. And I was like, oh my God, wait, I need new tires too. How are we going to make the money so I can get new tires? And he was like, I was just in the middle of telling you something. And I was like, and again, it's, it's not like you. It's not that I'm not interested in what you're saying. It's that I'm having, I have, there's 7,000 thoughts happening all at once. And it's I'm, that I'm so interested in what you're saying that it sparks new yes. ideas because I get excited. And then the other thing is sometimes what happens to me is I'm 10 steps ahead of the conversation that's happening. So like, yeah. I, I figured where you're going with it because I'm also still trying to think like with, I don't know how to explain yeah. that. It doesn't, it sounds no. rude, but it's not like. I, I know what you mean. Well, and because it's not that it's not rude. It, it right. can be rude in the sense where like you got to let people finish their thoughts and, and let them get it out and that we've both i think learned that and really have tried to work on and are i think both much better than we used to be um yeah but i would even say but, professionally i i'm very good at just being quiet like i i've been able like oh, in, professionally sure yeah, yeah like i've been in a, an environment where i've had to like really but i have to talk myself through it like i have yeah. to be all right you can't say anything right now like you can't you yeah. can't but and it's, medication it's helps when too. you're more relaxed and with your friends that it's like, I, I, it's my way of, like, it's not that it's not rude, but it comes from a place of being engaged. It comes from yes. a place of, like, I'm engaged in this conversation and I want to actively participate in this conversation. And there is an extent that I think we try to work on of, like, because sitting back and saying nothing I also think is rude. I, I think there's, I definitely feel that way where like someone is not into the conversation because they're not putting anything into it. Right. And they're just, because when someone's just sitting and letting me talk, it's very polite. And I, I think that's great. But I'm also like, okay, I don't think they're really into this conversation because they're just well, kind of yeah, like, I think... okay, sure. Yeah. Yeah. I, I... Which is fine. There's nothing, it's very sweet and nice, but that makes me feel boring. <laughs> So what you're saying is that you want people who are going to come in and be like, yeah, John, but did you know that this too? Like, did you? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe <laughs> not. Maybe I do want people to listen to me. I just want, I don't know. It's such a weird balance because I also, I also feel like it's rude when people do that to me. Um, but it depends. It just depends on so much. Not like, okay, I think rude is the wrong word because I think rude suggests like intentionality uh of like not caring or being absent-minded or whatever um but it's it can be it, it's frustrating and it can be hurtful from both ends um yeah and i think there's also a difference between like interrupting with different thoughts and changing the topic and jumping away versus like building on the same conversation and that's not to say that what we're doing i, I don't know god I'm not trying to defend the behavior, but it's something just to talk through. Well, yeah. Well, even like, like for my example with Victor's car the other day, right? He's telling me about what they did to his brakes. And in my mind, when I say that I'm 10 steps ahead of the conversation, I already know that he's going to tell me that they fixed his brakes and like all is mm. good type of a thing, right? I'm going to be yeah. like, so I, I've already figured that, which is why in the middle of him finishing his story i'm like okay cool so i also need to get my tires done too do you think we can like make a plan to do whatever and it's never to be like oh i don't care about the rest of your story it's more so because like yeah yeah that's good that's good i'm glad i'm excited about this and i also don't forget we have to do this too it's never yeah. intentionally me being like okay i know what you're gonna say so i'm just yeah. gonna like cut you off you it's have never like you have the information in your head and it has yeah. you have received it 
but you're also forgetting that it hasn't technically been delivered yet. Yes. Literally. <laughs> I'm, this is... I'm very bad at that, too. Me, where too. I, <clears throat> so bad. I tend something... Because it's interesting, because some people like this and some people don't. But I tend to finish thoughts and conversations with... Or, or like, when people are looking for the word, it's mm-hmm. something that I'm I'm proud of, that I feel like I'm good at. Uh, but I like to suggest the word I think they're looking for. And some people, like... Um, Keith, from what I mean, yes, I know this because he would tell me if he didn't, but he likes that. He likes that I, he'll be like, you know, oh, it's like, and I'll be like, this word? And he'll be like, yes, thank you. And a lot of the time, I feel like people appreciate that because it feels like you're contributing to their conversation, allowing them to talk. But there's the other side of it, which is when I am incorrect, when I guess wrong, and I'm like trying be like oh do you mean this oh do you mean this people will be like well i'm gonna tell you right so just hang on for a second it's like okay yeah so it really yeah. does depend on if you actually are on the same page or not whoops um because right. i think there's an extent where it's like oh you're being super clear with your communication and i know exactly what you're trying to say and we're on the same page and that makes people right. feel good i think a lot of the time yeah. but when you're not on the same page i think is when it's like you're just dominating and interrupting yeah. me you know yeah and i think it's it's a hard it's hard to balance it but i've i've noticed that with a lot of my friends that i've known for a long time i've been aware of it for a long time like even way before i like knew it was an adhd thing they like, have always mm-hmm. been aware that i've done that because i've had people who've told me like okay can you just let oh, me yeah. finish for a second and then i'd be like why do i always do this right like you're just why why do i keep doing what this what the fuck why... is wrong with me i know why why can't i just like sit here and like just just listen <laughs> like it's just so yeah. hard um but i've had people like tell me that and so i i became aware of it a long time ago and but i think what changed in my relationships now is i've preemptively told people hey i have this problem it's nothing towards you or it's not that I'm not interested in what you're saying but I definitely struggle to like allow you to finish what you're saying because I'm already thinking about 7,000 other things that I think you'll be interested because I'm excited about the conversation that we're having and a lot of my friends I feel blessed because they completely understand that yeah (laughs) so I feel like that's helped too is like finding definitely finding people who at least can be uh, like understanding really of what you're kind of going through um but i do have to say too when i'm on my met like when i'm on adderall not now not right (laughs) now not right now i'm also Um, downing my second cup of coffee and so i'm uh i mean i'm not too focused either i'm over here with two (laughs) drinks can we just talk about how this one's called focus (laughs) bullshit somewhere on here it's called focused i can't find it it yeah. says it, I promise. No, I, no, I believe you. I just mean bullshit in terms of, like, I don't think that's what it, it's doing. Yeah, definitely not, but it's called Focus. So, anyway. Um, anyway. What was I saying? I don't know. I got a fidget in my chair a whole bunch. Um, um, you were saying you got to find people who understand that. Um, do you want me to? I got something if you want to take a minute to think about that. Yeah, no, you got it. Yeah, when you're not on your when you're oh, not when on I'm your not Adderall. on Adderall, <laughs> we got there. 
<laughs> when I'm not on my Adderall. I was like, Adderall. man, we can't focus. And because, like, I'm drinking coffee and Emily's not on it. Oh, that was the conversation. <laughs> <laughs> so when I'm not on Adderall, um, I definitely struggle with it more. But my Adderall kind of fixes it to an extent. Yeah, like, okay. I definitely do it a lot less. Unless it's somebody I'm very comfortable with. Like, with you or, like, Victor. I still, because I'm still very excited about our conversations. Like, I have a lot of passion about what we're talking about just in general. Yeah. And, um... But when I'm on it, I notice like at work, I it, conversations are easier for me. Like I'm, it, it's a lot easier for me to be like, oh, that makes sense. Yeah, I agree with you. After you're done speaking, right? I'm like, oh yeah, that's yeah. good. But have you thought about this? Or like, it's more of a calm approach to the conversation. I think what else I'd like to raise, kind of about this, just with ADHD, is if you don't have ADHD, it's hard to understand what it's like inside somebody's brain who does have ADHD and the best way that I could (laughs) the best way that I could um explain this is if you had like a literal bouncy ball in a small environment and it just keeps bouncing off of everything and it just is constantly moving from one place to another and I actually can visualize that happening in my brain when all my thoughts are like all over the place and that is a 24 7 feeling Uh uh-huh if I had a nickel for every time someone looked at me with, like, a little bit of, like, understanding, a little bit of concern and just went, you think a lot. <laughs> yeah. I, I could buy Twitter from Elon Musk. Literally. We both, we could buy, we could just buy Elon Musk together with all of our oh, nickels. Oh, that's the dream. Let's just own Elon Musk. <laughs> make him, um... oh, God, what would you do if you could own Elon Musk? What would you make him do? make better cars make better cars sure i mean i i don't mean elon musk's like property or company i mean like elon musk like what would you like no i mean i'd be like you need to figure out a way to fix your shitty problems in your car and stop selling them like i thought it really bothers me that he sells these cars that are supposed to be like oh they're affordable but they're like blah 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 like high tech and all great and then like water just comes in through the floor no that's uh i more so meant like me personally i would i would also buy ben shapiro and put them in a cage match together and just make them fight oh 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 so if i owned elon musk because i don't i I don't trust him to do his own uh to fix his company i I would lock him in a room with kanye west (laughs) (laughs) have you heard about the beef recently yes oh my god that's why and i would lock them in a room and then i'd I'd, I'd just watch it just like watch them yell at each other. Security cameras and just oh my god, unfiltered Kanye. Squid Games three. Hell yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I think I think Squid Games should be. Uh, never mind. Let's not get on that topic. I was going to get political. <laughs> Wait, but I'm really curious about what you. I think we should do a season of Squid Games, but it's all um, non politician politicians like uh like just just celebrities that think they have more of a political influence than or that do have more of a political influence than they should be allowed to have Um, so kanye west elon musk elon um, musk candace owens shapiro candace Um, owens is tommy loren still uh andrew tate when he gets out of jail tate oh my god i okay i love her and i support her a thousand percent i would throw greta thunberg uh in, oh yeah or thurnberg Thur- Thurn- every time i look at her i think about eliza thornberry's <laughs> nice um she's a gem and i love her uh but i would put her and andrew tate 
In the same room? In in the same room just to watch her fucking obliterate Oh, yeah. Him. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's been the hottest beef of the fucking year. Yeah. Um. Anyways, ADHD. What were you talking about? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um uh man this is gonna be, have to be an episode you edit <laughs> that's yeah i feel like that's the trend we're just hitting is just like <laughs> it's fine it's fine I'll i'm gonna edit i'm i mean i'm gonna have a 24-hour travel uh yes. tomorrow when i go to thailand so you can edit i'm so excited yeah one of them's a 15-hour flight so i'm planning to edit a lot and you can make bonus content, and you can, can pull social media content. clips, social and the aspect clips. ratios are in yeah, OneNote yeah, yeah. for you. Let's so keep in mind, know. I am on vacation. Uh, not on the plane, you're not. <laughs> not on the plane. I'm not. <laughs> you're not on the plane. You're working for me on the plane. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Got it, boss. I'm only half kidding. <laughs> I don't think you're kidding at all, but I I'm half kidding. You. Half you're half kidding. kidding in the sense where it is up to me. Yes. Um, if if I really don't want to, but if I'm at all feeling neutral about it, it's not up to me. No, I'd say it's still up to you, but I'm okay. pressuring you. It's to up do to it. me as long as I make the right decision. That's correct. <laughs> as long as um, you do what I want you to do, it's your decision. Wait, that's... it's but I don't actually feel that way, John. I know you don't. I know, but I have to give you shit. Um, I feel more so like if you're on the edge of uh not editing that you think about me and then you're like i should do this because emily would be really happy <laughs> oh i see so it's like a pressure of our friendship correct. not of the business correct i see <laughs> this is absolutely correct because that's so it's more not like that it's not that as your co-worker you need me to do this work for you it's that as your friend and you're co-worker. testing my loyalty and co-worker mm-hmm. <laughs> you're testing yep and just yeah, that's what it is so you. you know listen <clears throat> let me tell you john i have so many hours in the day that i don't have but i have them even you and you know what i mean by saying that and i so, do i can't act surprised i know what you mean <laughs> and that being said i still managed to edit out of my episodes yeah you really fucking yeah um and so you can find within your flight of bajillion hours um time to edit an episode okay john i know i've gone the one that said i was going to don't turn this against don't turn this against me i was using this as a means to drag you then i know and then i flipped it on you god damn it (laughs) got me again Mm -hmm. um back to anyway so now that we dominated that entire conversation (laughs) uh shit i did have something i wanted to talk about though um Oh, so something I've I've been thinking about this a lot recently, too. This is something I get very self-conscious about, especially this time of year where, like, I mean, like my birthday is coming up, but it's also like winter and sadness. And I get very in my head about like my own behaviors and stuff. And something that I know is the case a lot is everyone, everyone that I've ever been friends with, um, I want to say honestly, except you, because that might be the case, um, definitely has learned that they just have to, like, let me talk and they kind of stop paying attention. And I've become very self-conscious of this behavior recently because there was a part of me when I started noticing it where I was like, why isn't anyone listening to me? Like, why is no one? And 
now that I've noticed that it's a trend amongst everyone I meet, all of my friends, all of my coworkers, that people just kind of let me talk, I'm like, okay, I think I'm doing a lot of useless rambling. And it's, there's a lot to say about that. There's a lot I can say about, like, it's not that it's useless rambling and I'm valid for having my thoughts and my opinions and yeah, 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 definitely. But it also, I think, very much relates to not me wanting to dominate the conversation, but accidentally dominating the conversation pretty consistently. Um, despite how much work I've tried to do w- w- uh, with, like, listening, um, I don't know. I, I think I just ramble and people kind of tend to stop listening. And so I've really tried to work on that behavior a lot recently. And something that has helped me a lot has been journaling, um, which... I don't know why I've always been so against journaling. I think it's that that part of all of us that's like, well, but I don't need to do that. Or like, well, I, you know, when you're trying to start any kind of healthy practice, it's feeling mm-hmm. like, ugh, like I don't want – I feel – because I do feel lame for journaling sometimes I'm in the sense where like I don't want my coworkers to see that I'm journaling because there's such a stigma around – like, mental oh, health. are you writing in your journal? Yeah, you know, there's a stigma around mental health. And, like, truthfully, a lot of the people that I work with in the industry um, are not – they're, like, millennials. Like, they're older and they're very, very uh, tough and thick-skinned and are good at not talking about their feelings. And so in comes this – soft little smiley happy positive boy that's like let's all talk about our feelings and be friends and they're like i don't think so man um they're like you have you're you might be you're like half a zillennial you're a zillennial that's i'm a zillennial i mean yeah actually uh like yeah and i it feels super lame to like have like a journal out or have you know i don't know it's it's hard to not feel like is there anything to be self-conscious of? No. Is there anything to be self-conscious of when talking about mental health in general? No. Are some of us still in situations where we don't want the people around us to necessarily see us being vulnerable? Yeah. Like, it's one thing to know that it's that it's okay and that it's good and that it's healthy. It's another thing to feel comfortable with projecting that around. Like, no matter how comfortable you are with it, we're always going to be around other people that aren't into it. And, you know, I'm not, I'm not secure enough with myself to feel okay. Opening myself up to, to being made fun of and criticism. I'm not, I'm, I, you know, and so I've never really felt like good about having like a physical journal or something like that. What has helped me a lot. And also I find it's just an easier way for me to vent um, is just doing it on the notes app. I have a notes app that I just have titled, journal stuff which i still keep private but i can just like type on my laptop or like type on my phone uh because i think i'm sure a lot of people relate to this but i have always felt good about venting over text i also like when i'm writing scripts and stuff i love writing dialogue and so i do feel like i'm good at expressing myself in my voice and my tone through words that i write and words that Mm -hmm. i type And so I started journaling where I would write out conversations as if I was texting them to the people I was talking to. 
Uh, oh, and that's, it was a, that's interesting. It was a really, and I still do that a lot, where it's like, I'll have, so, like, I oh, I need to talk this out with someone, but it's not the time. And it's also like, I know I'm way more in my thoughts and I want to, like, have the conversation and then hear it so that I can actually have the conversation well. And so I'll write out, like, a text, like, I'm drafting a text. You know, it's like when they, people are like, oh, yeah, draft an email to your boss yeah. venting about your job. It's the same thing, but it's it's actually so healthy and so helpful to be like, listen up, fuckface. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like, it's really, it does something for you to say, like, hey, I don't like the way you've been talking to me. I don't like the way that this, I don't like the way this happens. And then you can see that and look at it and read it. And it's so much easier to be like, okay, I got that out. I'm feeling a little more calm. Now I can look at this from a little bit more of an outside perspective and be like, that wasn't a super fair thing for me to say. Like that was, that was an emotional thing that I needed to get out. Mm -hmm. But there's all this other context that makes it not fair for me to actually criticize that person for. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with, I don't know. It's a really, really good medium to be extremely selfish and emotional and dominate the conversation and just say the wrong thing without actually having it affect someone else. Um, yeah. And I have found that the more that I do that, the less buildup I have in here yes. of like, I have to get this out because I feel like I've already said it. And I feel like, and I've navigated like, no, I don't actually want to say that. Like, that's not fair. That's not nice. Even that's, you know, yeah. despite trying to be super mentally healthy like i say things in my head all the time to people that are not fair and are completely selfish and i don't think it's about like being the kind of person that doesn't ever have negative thoughts it's about finding okay i have these negative thoughts and i have to get them out where's the healthiest way to get them out that doesn't affect other people that do and it makes um it makes conversations a lot more even keeled yeah i feel and i there's a couple of things i was being very good i listened to you were that listening whole that thing. whole time i listened to so rant. like intently too that was i had such a good fucking and i've job. somehow held maybe the, there is some focus in this <laughs> yeah please um, please now you talk but what is there's a couple of things that I wanted to comment on. The first one was that um, I like it when you tell me all the things because then I it gives me ideas and you inspire me and I enjoy listening to all your thoughts. So I hope you know that that's true. <laughs> yeah. So that's the thing is I know that with you. I, I don't think I've yeah. ever had to draft a text or anything to you because that's we just have that relationship. Yeah. Um, but I can also, I also wanted to say that I relate to that very much. So it was like, I get very excited about something. Um, and then I get very hurt when I start to notice that people aren't listening or yeah. like I've lost someone in the, and then I try to like, and then I, there's like this moment of like, oh, you know, never mind, It doesn't matter. Right. And then I'm yep. like upset about it forever. Um, because then you're gaslighting yourself and you're like, yeah. I guess my thoughts don't matter. Yeah. And, and that's what I've spent a lot of time this past year learning is like, no, I have valid thoughts and feelings about everything that's kind of going on in my life. And um, I just need to be better at like acknowledging those feelings when certain things like that come up. And one of the things that I find helpful because I don't like typing things out, um, I mm. get very overwhelmed when like, 
I'm trying, like, if I were to tell you something that was, like, really long, and I've done this to you a couple of times, I'd be like, can I just call you or can I tell you when we're on FaceTime? Yeah. Because for me, typing it all out is, like, it's overwhelming because there's just, mm-hmm. I, I'm like, oh, I can't, there's so many components to this, you know? Yeah, that makes um, sense. I also, that's my, like, passion is, like, writing. And right. so it makes sense for, for me, but... Yeah, you know, and everybody's maybe different. Voice and... memos or something for you. Well, or you know what? Like What's been really nice is for anything that doesn't have to do with Victor, because obviously Victor and I have our own little spats and things. But you, they're... a married couple, they're really have not that spats. terrible. But yeah. I let me tell you, Victor probably thinks I'm mean sometimes because I come home <laughs> and I'll be like, "Can I?" He doesn't really, but you know, I'm like, I, I just need to like talk about this in a way that I like unfiltered. Yeah. You know, like where I'm just like, I think that this was really fucking stupid and this person is just so fucking rude. And then five minutes later, I'm like, you know, I really didn't mean that. I was just frustrated, you yeah. know, but because um, if you hold it in, then it builds and it gets worse and it leads to resentment against it does. someone that you just don't actually dislike that much. And and I think what I've been learning, too, I've been having a lot of issues at at work lately. Um, so many issues at work. I'm sorry. All the issues are from work at the moment. (laughs) And they're kind of like spilling over into like my home life, right? Like I get home and I'm still stressed about work or I'm thinking about things that I still need to do. And there's just all this stress around work at the moment. And um, it happens and it's okay. And I come home and I'll tell Victor about it. But what I need to, one of the things I really need to work on is being able to kind of like let all of those thoughts out in a professional way to somebody who is in a position to help me, like a manager or something. Because in my one-on-one on Friday, I cried. And I never cry. Profe- like, right. professionally, I'm a different... You, you wouldn't recognize me in, like, my role I can, at work. I can picture it, but no, I've never seen it. And so I'm very, like, very professional, very laid back. Like, but also very much so, like, no, I need to get this done. At the same time as being like, oh, no, that's okay. We can work on this later or whatever. Um, and I... My boss was... We were talking about just kind of like what's been going on because it's been crazy for everybody and it's not just me and she was like i just want to check in because i know everything's been really crazy and like you know i know it's affecting me she's like i like my husband's literally has it out for all the people i i've been telling you know and i'm like girl <laughs> same <laughs> um so she but she asked me she was like and i just want to know how you're doing because you know i, I feel like i don't check in with you like my you guys enough because we're just also stressed out and I was like, I feel beyond disrespected, not by you, but by the person I was yeah. referring to. I feel beyond disrespected. I feel um, unappreciated. And I explained everything. And then I felt so much better. Because she was like, she validated it, right? She was like, yeah, no, like, this has been awful. And I, I'm i right there with you. I think everything's been going on has been wrong and whatever. Um But what was hard for me leading up to that is I had all these thoughts. And most of my thoughts were like, fuck this person like i can't believe she was talking to me that way or like she did this to me and this pissed me off and she's talking down to me and doing this right and i'm sitting here like just with all of this anger so it was really it was almost helpful to hold it in for a little while because then once i had the opportunity to express it i had organized enough of how i wanted to communicate and i was able to say like here's what's going on here's why i'm frustrated here's what I need from this. Can you help me? How do you feel? Right. I had all these kind of like points. So I find another thing I do is when I'm very overwhelmed in certain conversations is I do hold it in, especially emotionally. If a conversation is emotionally 
charged and I'm tr- not trying to be like, oh, let me tell you about this. You know what I mean? Or like, oh, yeah. let me add this onto it. What I'll do is I'll sit there and I'll be like, you need to get, I need to process this. And that's what I say. I say that to Victor all the time. I just need like 10 minutes to process this and then we can yeah. talk about it. Because sometimes because... I need to take that step back and I can't yeah. do it. Like, I know some people can do that in the moment. No, I'm not good at that in the moment. But and we're, we're both We're both very empathetic people. And something I've been finding recently is like, I actually can't trust most of my emotions in the moment because I, that sounds like such a bad thing, but like, I, I, this is something I don't know how to work past, but I am very concerned. Like if I'm having an argument with someone, I'm very concerned with their emotional state. I'm very concerned Mm. that they're okay. And, and I think that's good to an extent, but I also have realized recently I tend to invalidate my own emotions and be like, no, I'm fine. No, I'm good because I can tell the other person's getting upset. And I'm like, I can't have that. Um, no. Which, you know, there's something good about that. But I think what we're, what we've both been talking about and realizing is that there's a healthy way to process the conversation beforehand so that you don't dominate the conversation. So that you yes. don't like, because another part of dominating the conversation, I find in terms of like just talking more, like, like quantity wise talking more than not is I will do so much backtracking and be like, well, no, 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 I didn't mean that. Let me explain what I meant by that. Yes. And it's like, or repeating yourself. Yeah. Do you do that? Like, because you feel like they're not getting what you're saying. And so it's a matter of, especially I think for people with ADHD, it's a matter of like what I have to say. Like, I don't have to say less than what I want to say, but there's a concise and efficient way to say those things. Mm-hmm. And that for some people requires a little bit more of space and processing and like other methods of reflecting on what it is I want to get to and say, as opposed to, because I'm not good at it in the moment. I'm not good mm-hmm. at jumping in and being like, all right, this is how I feel. 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 Done. I'm like processing it in the moment. And so I need to talk it out. And I think it's helpful to do that on your own and talk it out with yourself first. Yeah. And I think one of the things, and I, I think like the repeating thing too, is another thing I do that actually does end up like dominating a conversation because specifically I can speak on examples with my mom. Cause I, my mom and I think very differently. And so sometimes yeah. when, when I'm like emotionally trying to express something to her and I feel like she's not grasping what I'm saying because I'm not effectively, I feel like I'm not effectively communicating. I'll just repeat what I'm saying over and over again. She's like, I heard you. And I'm like, but you heard me, but do you understand where I'm coming from? And that's where it's hard for me to like emotionally be like, no, I'm trying to say this, this, and this. And so rather I'm just like, I know I already said this, but this is how I feel. I know I already said this, but this is how I feel. And And then the anxiety of, am I communicating myself efficiently? Because I don't want it to come off in a way that's not like actually how I'm feeling or, or I don't want her to think something else. And another reason that that's, just important with my mom is because my mom being my mom wants to fix any of the problems that I have. Right. Like I come into a conversation or I tell her about something that's going on. She's like, okay, well, how can we fix this? And I'm like, I don't want to fix this. It's not a, yeah, I'm coming to you to talk. I just want to tell you about this and I want to try to break down how I'm feeling so that I can feel like a little bit better about it. So I think within dominating conversations, I think one of the biggest things that I've learned just being medicated because one of the like and this is a small side tangent about medication just because it relates um one of the things i've noticed with medication is when i'm not on medication there's these skills that i've learned 
because of the way I was thinking when I was on the medication that I can, I'm now aware of the way that my brain is working a little bit more. Hell yeah. And then I can think about it in a way that's like, okay, so how can I focus on this? So one of the things that I've noticed within like just the whole dominating conversation things when I medicated is I'm able to hold on to these thoughts like a little bit longer. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm able to be like, okay, when they're done, I'm going to, I want to bring this point up, you know, or I want to do X, Y, and Z with this. And so what I've done unmedicated recently, actually, because 34 days without Adderall, (laughs) um, I, I've said things like, I like, I'll be like, I don't mean to interrupt you. Cause I, I still sometimes have to interrupt so that the other person can keep me accountable for what I want to talk about. I'll be like, I don't mean to interrupt you, but remind me that I wanted to yeah, tell you something about that's a this. Big, we, we do that a lot where I'll be like, remind me that I have something that I need to tell you uh, about cats. And yeah. <laughs> then you'll be like, oh, what was that cat thing? And I'll be like, oh yeah. my God, let me show you this video. And then, or <laughs> even like someone taught me like a long time ago. It was actually a dance teacher I had. Um, is that when you want to say something and someone's talking to like cross your fingers um because then so you remember you have a little something right so then all of a sudden you're they're done talking and you're like why are my fingers crossed oh yeah i wanted to do like x y and z um or sometimes i've like in conversations where it doesn't seem like i'm not listening i'll like take out my phone i'll just write down like one word that'll remind me yes i've come up with like little tricks to just kind of be like okay i want to talk about this but i don't want to like talk over this person or whatever and in meetings at work same thing. I just write it down. I'll be like, like I'll, I have like a little column for questions and I'll be like this. I want to ask about this or I want to bring up this point or whatever. So that way the person who's talking isn't feeling like I'm not listening while I'm just sitting there trying to be like, okay, can't, can't forget, can't forget, can't forget, can't forget. Yeah, <laughs> you know? because you need to, oh my God, that that's a whole nother thing we can get into of just like having the little minders so that you can like forget about it and you can like fully get absorbed and not be worried about like using a little bit of your brain power to still remember like what's right. ugh, man. Yeah. That's a great. Yeah. Tip. And I think, it's I think the good. biggest takeaway from like just what I've learned about how I kind of dominate conversations and like how I've tried to manage that better is I think acknowledging it and communicating it with the people that it's going to affect the most. Right. Like, yeah. Like, again, like I've said this earlier, but I've had friends who I've communicated this to when we first were like getting to know each other to be like, again, if I interrupt you, it's nothing against you. I just really have a hard time holding this in sometimes because I'm excited about the conversation or whatever. So if you're in a safe place to explain that to someone, there's no harm in being like, I'm, this is something I'm working on, right? Like I'm trying not to do this so much and it's just something that I want to get better at. And so if I do this again, it's nothing towards you or, or I've even told friends to be like, if I get off like track or I'm having a hard time with this, like, can you reel me back in? And then they're, yeah. they will because they care about you. Or if you're in a situation where it's like professional, if you can write it down or if you can put it in your notes or just do something to kind of keep it in the back of your mind and just like, all right, keep it back there. Like, let's like, <laughs> we got to constantly think about it, but whatever. Yeah. Um, that's been helpful for me as well. So Finding, like you said, I think it's really good to find little things that that might help you kind of stay on track when in a long conversation or even like in meetings that I'm sitting there and they're like presenting this long thing. And I'm like, oh, I have a question about that. And then we're like seven slides later. And I'm like, 
no, I don't remember. And then like three days later, I'm trying to do something. I was like, oh, I was going to ask about that, which is why now I literally write everything down. I just have to write it down. And sometimes yeah. even just the action of writing it down, then I don't even have to look at the paper because I've remembered it because I've put it yeah. out. It's such a yeah. weird No, it makes total thing. sense. It, that makes total sense. But um, great tip. I think that, again, I think communication is key. In, it's in, um, always, always what it comes back to. Always, all the time, everything, all the I, stuff. I, I think the people, communication. That's, yeah, that's I think I the people who really care about you and like are true friends of yours will understand if you're able to communicate. Hey, I don't mean to interrupt you all this often or whatever. Just explain yourself. Um, I think that that's really valuable to have people in your life who are capable of being like, yeah, that's fine. Like we'll work yeah. through it. It's no big deal. Yeah. Um, or you could just be in a relationship like John and I are, where we just continue to do it. And then four hours later, we talked about why the earth exists and does aliens is real. And then somehow we have a podcast. I was going to say, yeah, I don't think we need to fix it because now we have a podcast. So this is true. It's working. It's Mm -hmm. working for us. Uh, and with all of that said, Emily, what did we learn today? We learned too pet some dogs oh my god you know who you never have to worry about dominating the conversation with is dogs. dogs you can just talk to dogs all day long and they'll be thrilled because they most dogs don't speak english at all so it's it's pretty easy to just dominate the conversation I mean, but that's just love they english, love but that. they understand english they sometimes. right that's they what, also that's what understand other languages hear, too so you could that's what i'm saying because they you can hear you them. you just talk to them and they're like this is so much love and, and then you, you pet know, those dogs. Yeah. And if you have a cat, you can try to talk to it. It probably won't listen. Yeah. Um, the cat can I, hear you despite what it wants you to think. But yeah. it, it can listen. hear you, but it won't yeah. listen. Nah, um, nah. And it might look at you like you're crazy, but sometimes, you know, that works for me. Sometimes it's I grounding. come home and I tell my cats about all the things, you know, and they're, and they're like, just like, okay, you're dominating the conversation a little bit right now, Yeah, which is healthy. We love cats. Yeah. We love cats. Um, Okay, this is a side note. Side note. This is a side note. But have you seen the 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 TikTok sound? That's like, oh, um, they're like, I'm a cat person, and I also am a dog person because I'm reasonable. But dog people are the only people out here who are being selective, and that's just weird. (laughs) And I. That's a great point. Yeah. (laughs) That's a very good point. Um, because I think that Damn. I'm a cat person and a dog person. But anyway, that's my side note for the day. And then yeah. the second I've thing. I've recently become both. Yeah. I love me a cat. Exactly. Love cat. They're great. Um, so the second thing that we've learned. Yeah, what else did we learn? Um, is that if you dominate the conversation, it's okay. But maybe like recognize it and, yeah. you know, communicate if you need to. So that somebody doesn't think that you're just like disregarding what they're saying or that you're being rude or inconsiderate and just be like hey i have uh, a hard time with this and i hope you know that it does it's not meant to be mean or rude or whatever um or like find ways to remember things a little bit you know like write things down put it in your notes app or if you have so many thoughts all the time like john and i you can annoy your spouse or Instead of annoying your spouse, you can write it down or you can type it out. Type it out. Yeah. And that's the the other thing that we learned is sometimes uh, if you're dominating conversations, maybe it's because you're not ready. You're still processing. So it's okay to step back and process solo. Process it by yourself in whatever 
means you know draft an email draft a text write things out talk it out to yourself in a recording a voice memo what do they call it yeah they're called uh, voice memos voice memos yeah yeah um it's just you just you're not doing anything wrong you just gotta you gotta figure it out can you imagine like if you do use a voice memo and then you go back into it and it's like you like cussing someone out <laughs> you accidentally like you go back to listen to it you to delete fucking it. piece of shit <laughs> i can't believe you didn't pet all the dogs today <laughs> <laughs> There were 16 dogs on the street. <laughs> you barely even looked at six of them. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, and then, then those are the kind of arguments ones. I want to have with my future spouse. Yeah. Is like, there were a lot of dogs on the street today, and sweetheart, you barely even noticed them. There was a dog mm-hmm. wearing a raincoat, and you didn't even point it out to me, and I almost missed it. If your spouse are, isn't are we like okay? Victor and I, where we're just in the car, and every time one of us sees a dog, we're like, dog. Then yeah. they're not the one. Man, it's not the person. Um, um, but yeah, and then you know there the also summary. might be there might be a voice memo on there of us being like, you know what, we love you. We love you. We Whoa. love you so much. We love you so much. Didn't have to step back to process that one. We nope. knew that. We love you. Love you so many. Love you so many. Oh my god! All, all the many's oh, all the time. Yeah. We just really, really, really really love you it's fucking ridiculous so uh with that i guess uh our dominating the conversation episode is has come to an end uh-huh and we will see you next time on, on mental sync that's the one wow bye guys bye guys you later bye cool okay are we happy